0: Yeah. welcome to views from stadium boulevard i'm harley johnson and i'm hannah Harshi, and we're back for another week of your favorite michigan sports podcast and this week we are a basketball podcast. sorry. We have officially returned to our origin story of views from Stadium Boulevard as a basketball podcast specifically for Michigan basketball and Michigan basketball only. And we're really excited about it. I'm so excited I'm so excited to this be is, back in my element.
1: We're back in our element. This is a full Michigan basketball podcast, our first one of the season. We've briefly talked about them at the end of our podcasts that we've had so far this year, but
0: Yeah, because they started like oh, a while ago they
1: started yeah they started about like, a month ago but yeah. we had another dumb stupid sport that we were talking about for the majority of our podcast but we are finally over that sport and we are moving on to 100 basketball so today um we are here to help you guys and make your lives better as we always are that's the point of the podcast and we are going <laughs> to um teach you the step-by-steps on how to do a 180 from whatever sport you've been focusing on to basketball, specifically Michigan basketball. So we have all the steps. You might want to take notes and, like, make a to-do list because we have everything you need to do to become full-on Michigan basketball
0: fans. Or maybe just, like, shifting your attentions from sad things to um not-so-sad things.
1: Like, cute, adorable, amazing things.
0: Yes, I, we agree. Um, Do we even want to, like, touch on... The things of the past? No, that's in the past. Okay. Oh, you mean
1: like these things of the past? Like these things in the past. No. So if you like. If you guys were around on Saturday, I'm sorry, we were too, but like we're not talking about that. If you need to vent about it, there are plenty of other places you can go. But we are going to talk about some things of the past, which is just basketball. We're going to give you a little bit of context of Michigan basketball history. Most of you guys probably already know this, so we're not going to go too into depth, but just a little refresher while you're getting your mind back into the basketball spirit.
0: That's what it is, yeah. We're kind of your shift back to basketball mode because you were probably juggling like Three sports at once, but now it's like full fledged like basketball, and maybe if you're a hockey fan, you're still paying attention to that, um, as well. But and
1: if you're a fan of
0: professional sports, you still (laughs) you still have the sport that Hannah won't talk about, which is football. Um,
1: (laughs) I was like, how do I avoid saying
0: it? (laughs) I'll, I'll say it for you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we have those things, but college ball is in full swing for Hannah and I, and um, yeah, we're gonna help you. Get your minds back on this.
1: So for a little bit of context, um, you guys probably already know this, but John Beeline had been Michigan's basketball coach for several years, the head coach. He was amazing. Everyone just kind of loved him. He kind of is going down in Michigan basketball history as one of the greats. Out of kind of nowhere – I mean, looking back on it, there were signs, but for the fans it felt very abrupt. He left to head coach the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is an awesome accomplishment for him. Like that's super exciting. He was able to go to the NBA. But mm-hmm. we were really, really heartbroken because we mm-hmm. thought he was gonna retire from Michigan. He was he was Michigan basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan then went on to hire Juwan Howard, who played for Michigan for the Fab Five and 91 and 92 and he had been assistant coaching at the miami heat he, he doesn't have any head coaching experience so a lot of people were a little bit hesitant um so we we're like let's see how that happens we were unranked going into the season we've been unranked thus far but today monday um we found out that after winning the what is it battle for atlantis mm-hmm. michigan basketball is now ranked number four so that's that's your little rundown but if you need more info just listen to our old podcasts.
0: Yeah, um, I think going off of that, like just losing our, we lost our three leading scores from the year before, um, this past twenty nineteen season, um, the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen season, we lost um Jordan Charles and Iggy all to the NBA draft and in the NBA, depending on if you tore your ACL or not, um, we also like Hannah said lost John Beeline, so we kind of like just everything felt like the bar would be, like, really low for Michigan basketball, and, um, but they really, like, took that and, uh, did a 180 for us, in all honesty, we didn't, I personally didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into this, um, season because of all the stuff that happened in the offseason, um, but they look so good, so good, Um, And if you haven't watched the Battle for Atlantis tournament, it was amazing. Three days of basketball that were all glorious, Um, especially the last two games against uh, UNC and Gonzaga. Like, I've never seen more beautiful basketball. I mean, I've seen, like, plenty of beautiful basketball from Michigan, but, like, to have this team performing as well as they are in Juwan Howard's first year as a head coach, um, it... It blew it just blows my mind. I don't know. It blew my mind. It blows my mind. It's amazing. Um and I'm really excited to see um and like hear like all the things that people are saying about them because a lot of um like the announcers and like just like general like sports people all over are like talking of Yeah well, like, not even just us, there's other, like, people, like, viewing, like, ESPN analysts and all those, like, other people and, like, analyze things that are, like, sports related, that's not just ESPN, um, they're just saying how Michigan on, like, a neutral floor are such a threat to, like, whoever they play, and that's, like, and we have the best resume in terms of, like, um, wins above, like, ranked opponents and, like, solid, like, Ken Palm teams, um, like currently in college basketball, which is like mind blowing because yeah, we were unranked for four weeks and now we like catapulted, literally catapulted into the top five. We're number four. Um it is tied for the largest jump in the history of the poll. The pole is about 70 years old. And I think the last one to do around that was I think I read it was Kansas in nineteen eighty nine. Um, So it's been a while since then, and I'm really freaking excited about it because, yeah. Because we
1: love Michigan basketball, and and obviously it's still the very beginning of the season, so anything's possible. We don't know yet if Michigan basketball is legit or if other teams are still just getting their footing at the beginning of the season, but that's why you need to focus all your attention on them Mm -hmm. because we're going to find out if they're legit and We'll find out soon enough. So our first steps, like for- I kind
0: of feel like they are legit. I'm just trying to see if other people are legit. You know what I'm saying?
1: You mean like if Gonzaga and like yeah. UNC are legit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I am
0: feel like we're
1: legit. We'll see. We'll we're see. more legit
0: than I gave them credit for at oh, the end for sure. of 2019. But like they have started out in November better. Well, they performed better in November than anybody could have expected them to. And I'm really interested to see, because Michigan teams are really, really good at, like, um, I don't know, just putting the foot on the gas, like, when, like, March rolls around. So, basically, we just improve as the season progresses. Um, So, I am super excited to see, like, what that could possibly hold for the future of Michigan basketball for the 2019-2020 season.
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited, too. Oh, so, our okay. first step. For um focusing all your attention on Michigan basketball, is you have to choose your favorite player. So luckily we have a slate of fourteen. Or like
0: multiple, if you're like, yeah, yeah if you
1: feel like you can juggle multiple, but like if you just right now want to focus all your attention on one, like you know having one baby or like one plant, or I like guess one cat, one cat, one um succulent. Yeah, know, some people have multiple succulents. Some people have just one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, if you're like a one succulent type gal or a guy or lady or gent or whatever you are person person, um, then you can choose one. Well, yeah, you guys get the point. You can choose as many as you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first option is Noodle John. Um, this is John Teske. He's a senior center. He's number fifteen. He just won Big Ten Player of the Week. This dude is looking good this year. Like.
0: He honestly whole, like offensive defense. He
1: he is, and he's like large. <laughs> um, Thanks, man. Um No, but John Teske was someone who like he's looking like NBA good now, and I don't know if anyone really expected that from him. I mean, like he's a senior. Generally, if you do have NBA potential, you go before your senior year. Um, and he like it's just it's fun to watch him now. We call him Noodle John because he represents like fettuccine.
0: Yeah, he's like a thick pasta noodle. Yes. He's he's seven foot one. It's just mostly because, like, if you think about it, like, biomechanically and, like, just, like, in terms of, like, his proportions, like, he should not, like, function as well as he does at basketball because he's, like, seven foot one and, like, most people, like, we shouldn't be able to, like, be functioning, like, at, like, this kind of level as a human being, but, like, <laughs> athletes, like, continue to do this, like, over and over and over again and, like, show us, like how like well they can like perform like in these kind of instances like you can see it across like the NBA in general like NBA players basketball players in general should not be like able to, like, have, like, this much, like, skill based off of, like, their body size and proportions, but, like, they do, and, like, John Teske can, like, attest to that, because I don't think I would know how to, like, handle a basketball (laughs) if I was seven foot one. That's true, he's one of the
1: the few big men who, like, doesn't constantly look like he's gonna fall over, especially in college, like, when guys are still... He kind of does, though. Yeah, that's true, but he's, like, thicker, so he has, like, more to, like, support him. Maybe. Because a lot of the, like really tall dudes in college especially like Colin. haven't put yeah like Colin they <laughs> haven't put on weight yet so you, they look like you could like flick them over and then like they confirm that when they're on the court and like they fall over and like trip and like but
0: sometimes it's slippery that's like if you yeah. play Atlanta.
1: yeah I thought you meant yeah yeah and Joan was out there like scrubbing the floors
0: um yeah because they were like slipping and sliding it was like a water park like inside <laughs>
1: Also, fun fact that we haven't mentioned yet is that Atlantis is where Justin Bieber shot his music video for Never Let You Go.
0: Aww. And like, we will never let you go, Michigan basketball. Aww. Aww. Okay, what else do you have about Noodle John?
1: Okay, so he's tall enough to go on literally any water slide he wants because he's seven foot one, and I don't like usually have to be, what, like four, eight to go on a water slide? Sure. <laughs> so right. he's like tall enough. What if enough. he's too
0: tall to ride a water slide?
1: I weirdly feel like we've discussed this before on the podcast. Okay. But, no, I mean, we can discuss it. I just feel like it's, like, quite a thing to... Maybe just,
0: like, reflect on it, like, as yourself. Okay, like, yeah. take a minute out of your day and reflect. Maybe John Teske might be too tall to water, ride a water, water slide.
1: I mean, I'm sure he's too <laughs> tall for a lot of things. Like, I feel like I'm too tall for a lot of things, and I'm 5'7". So like an
0: I... indoor roller coaster, I feel like he'd smack his head.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like the, imagine... That's,
0: like, what, what I'm concerned about is, like, what can he hit his head on because he's so tall? Um Anywho, Ceilings. Doorways. They always talk about the doorways. Yeah. yeah, like I always have to like crunch down.
1: No, imagine if like he lofted his bed in East Quad.
0: I don't think he did.
1: I mean, I feel like even if he didn't like those, um, the beds that they like give what you he's in the dorms, out on,
0: you know, that he could never have a lofted bed.
1: Aww. So, well, when he's when he's rich in the NBA, he can just get higher ceilings. Oh, okay.
0: And lo- loft his
1: bed <laughs> for some reason.
0: <laughs> um, that's what you go to the NBA for. <laughs> We want lofted beds.
1: Maybe we'll have a bunk bed. We want that luxury. With, um, Luke Kenny Wilson. Um, Luke Kenny he... Wilson at the bottom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that would actually happen.
1: Um, he uh, shoots threes now, which sort like, of, is sort of, well, he does. Maybe they're he trying does. to like
0: develop the big men to shoot from beyond the arc. We'll see how that goes.
1: It's been the thing been is right he so can far. shoot like in. It's they go weird. they go in sometimes. a lot of the time now. They it used to be like a sometimes type deal, and now it's a like. I feel like it's still like a sometimes, deal, but it it's just not fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's, it's really not pretty. Like pull up a video of like Duncan Robinson shooting a three, and then watch a video of John Chontesky <laughs> shooting a three. I mean, yeah, the I, difference is all in the video. <laughs> like, I mean, it's I think just not it's pretty so. to look at.
1: Like. Yeah, he just doesn't really have much like swag.
0: <laughs> I'm swag. It's just like he it's has to like shoot style. weird because he's so tall.
1: Yeah, but he's only what like three inches taller than no, he's like seven inches taller than Duncan Robinson. How tall is Duncan? Like I'm six, so eight. Yeah, okay. I think. I, you guys can do the math there. Um, but yeah, no,
0: I remember one game we were watching at B dubs, and every time he seems <laughs> it's like almost like he has to shoot down but like forward. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, it's not it's pretty. Not pretty. We
1: would, every time he goes to shoot, and I think this is collectively the Michigan basketball fan- phase, we're like, yes. and then it goes in and we're like,
0: it's so ugly. You're like, ooh, you,
1: when God. he shoots, he looks like someone who doesn't know how to shoot and is like yes. in a situation <laughs> where he's forced to and it's like, oh, no. the other thing about John Tusky is his face, it, his natural facial expression <laughs> just looks scared and confused. So you never really trust that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um. And, okay so one more thing well a couple more things about him he gets really red when he stays too long and you wonder if he needs like an oxygen tank like like he just i mean i turn really red too so like maybe if you're like us, tomato
0: sauce john mm-hmm. like, it looks really bad in the all white uniforms yeah like really bad no he looks out of shape which he's clearly not but he just like gets really really red they're like yeah the white uniform like really emphasizes that so
1: yeah he's really good on defense and yeah. an- another thing I forgot to write down but I think we should stay is that he stays in the student section at, at football games for like a at minute. what at f-ball, <laughs> f-ball! <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the sport they play at the Big House, like, most of the basketball team- doesn't
0: want to say it again. <laughs> but the... we got it on record right now that she said it.
1: Okay, I've been, like, saying it. Like, I just stopped saying it when we started recording because I was, like, didn't want to put that image in your guys' minds. But most F-ball. of the basketball team, like, leaves after, like, a quarter. And then you, like, look down and you see John Teske, are like, head and shoulders above everyone else, just looking around confused. And, like, sometimes he does, like, little dance moves,
0: <laughs> so- he does, but I personally wouldn't want to be, like, in the same section as John Teske because I couldn't see. But maybe that's for the best. No, yeah,
1: he's been in front of me at games before, and I was,
0: yeah, I mean, it's like, You can't see. <laughs> but he sits down for most of the game. <laughs> he we'll probably could over, still like, see over everybody <laughs>
1: sitting <laughs> Is John Teske still there? And We don't see a head, and, like, slowly the head will, like, pop up. <laughs> and we're like, there's John Teske. <laughs> It's great okay Harley take it away with our number two option to, for your favorite player
0: so number two is number two um wow. and that's Isaiah livers he is our junior powerful fo- he powerful forward just forward I don't know um
1: positionless basketball
0: yeah that's why I was like Bleh. <laughs>
1: um
0: what was it he had a lot of like um I think This is like his like breakout year for him. He's kind of been in the shadows of like the like Duncan Robinson's Jordan Poole um kind of deal. He has had a lot of like minutes and lots of like chance at like this at like starting. Um but like uh like John Teske, he's basically our offense. Like he is leading us in threes, I'm pretty sure. And um yeah, Hannah mentioned that he's, like, every position, really. So, like, he can go in at basically any... We've seen him at pretty much everything. Well, last year he so was just our guard, sixth man, but, and it
1: just kind of felt like whoever needed a break first, like, John Teske would, like be slotted in at that position. Hmm. But also, like we were starting Did to you say John Teske. Sorry. <laughs> Isaiah Livers. I was like Isaiah <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. Isaiah Livers would be slotted in at whatever position of like yeah. whoever like went back to the bench first. He was always the first man off the bench. So
0: mm-hmm. um and like a lot of people have been like talking about like he like slimmed down. He's a lot quicker and like you have noticed that um in all of the games that we've played thus far. Um and yeah, if you're, like, confused as to why why he's wearing two. I'm pretty sure he did that in high school. He was wearing number mm-hmm. two, I think. And then he- And, like, Jordan vibed away, so, like, now he can be number two. And, yeah, they're, like, used BFFs with Jordan, so if he kind of looks like a Lost Puppies because Jordan Poole has vibed away. But, like, it's given the chance for Isaiah Livers to be the shining star that we all knew he is and was and will be. And, um, yeah, he's probably the one that will also vibe away at the end of the year, so... If you, like, heartbreak, maybe pick Isaiah Livers. He also has a cat.
1: Yeah. You've seen it <laughs> on his Instagram story. Yeah. Uh, do you think Isaiah and Jordan are still best friends? Because I haven't really seen them, like, post shout-outs for each other or anything. I, like, don't know. They were, like, in love. Like, remember that picture they posted where they were, like... Because Isaiah love. was four and Jordan was two. And they're, like, two times two is four. Just, like, like, how we love each other. Yeah, they were, like... Yeah, they looked really like cute. sorority girls. And then there was that moment... I don't even know if I should discuss it, like, in the game.
0: Like, whisper it in my ear.
1: Oh, yeah, no, we're good. Okay, if you know, you know. (laughs) But Isaiah and Jordan (laughs) loved each other. And then I know that, like, the storyline is that Isaiah was two in high school and then Jordan signed with Michigan first, so he got dibs on number two. But I really, really think that Isaiah switched to number two and slimmed down so he could pretend he was, like, dressing up as Jordan Poole every day. Because, like, Jordan's skinnier than him, and he was number two. I think every day he looks in the mirror, and he's like, I am Jordan Poole. Plus, like, the commentators seem to think they really look alike, which, like, I don't see it at all, except for that they had the same haircut for a little bit.
0: Mm, I think Isaiah looks in the mirror, and he goes, I'm Isaiah Livers. And that's good. Okay, Because we need him in that mentality. Wait, why did I do number two? Can I do number three? Yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) You, You don't want to do number four. Okay, number three is also number three. Um. Whoa! I did not do that on purpose. And that is my favorite player. So if you like me the most, then you like <laughs> <laughs> Xavier Simpson, our senior point guard, is definitely the, um my favorite player. He has been um for the last few years, honestly. Um, but that's also because like um we've mentioned with John Teske and Isaiah Livers um, this far. He is our entire offense, though. We have
1: so many players for like, our entire offense. But, like, I, <laughs> maybe, like, a third of our offense. Or, like, a fourth because we're about to go into another. But, like, race. this is different.
0: Like, John, um, is the one that, like, leads us in, like, scoring in the paint and by the rim and those kind of things and, like, rebounds because he's huge. Z- um, Isaiah's, is, like, from, like, the perimeter. He's learning how to drive to the rim better. But Xavier is the one that, like, <laughs> yeah, that as well. Um, but, he he's not really like usually like flashy in the like scoring category. I mean I'm pretty sure he's had like double doubles the last two games. Um but he he really like dishes out all the assists, like literally assists four days. Um he's accredited with like so many and um he's the one that really like he like leads and the others follow. Like he is um the like mother duck <laughs> He is! He's the mother duckling! He's the mother duckling, and you all the imagine. other, like, ducklings follow him along, like, whatever Xavier, like, calls and reads and does, like, he has, like, such, like, a good grasp and, like, visual of, like, how things were unfold, like, who's where and at one time. I mean, yeah, he has a lot of turnovers this year, and that's kind of, like, iffy and weird for Xavier, but, like, he really has, like, a really, like, good grasp on the game, and I love that a lot. He's very, like, um very pre- very passionate and, like, driven, um, for, like, all of the, like, guys, wants them to just succeed well, um, and you can see that because he loves i Ohio, um, so I, I really love Xavier Simpson, like a lot.
1: Xavier Simpson cracks me up. I think he's so funny because he like, he's so serious. He's so in it. He's so fierce. Mm -hmm. And like my sister said this once, and I think it's so accurate to his personality that he'd be the kind of person like who's messing around at practice and like joking around. And then you try to like joke around with him and then be like, no, seriously, it's time to be serious. Like, I don't know why you're messing around. Doesn't he give you that kind of vibe? He gives me that mentality. Yeah. He's, he's so funny. And then he is like, John Beeline would really, like, center the offense around Xavier Simpson having the ball in his hands at any mm-hmm. given moment. And Juwan Howard kind of has a different mentality. So I think Xavier Simpson's just got getting, getting used to, like, not constantly having control of the ball and, like, new things happening. And so that – it's looking a little sloppy at first, but I, it will be cleaned up.
0: It it will be yeah. good. I think it's just because the like, pace of the game's a lot faster. But, like, everything is still, like, from, like, Xavier Simpson's, like, lead. Um, I don't know. But yeah. So
1: if if and you he
0: also has a really pretty hook shot, if you haven't seen this before. <laughs> okay, but it's the, amazing. The
1: so he used to be like not great at shooting, like especially his free throws. Remember when he had the weird pre-shot routine for his free throws? And he, like did this like side drum Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. He used to be honestly a liability on offense and then he figured it out and he developed this hook shot that like so no funny. one does anymore. But he's so good at it and it's his thing. He rarely misses with that in every single time he does it, the commentator's like, ha save, ha Xavier Simpson. Like they like chuckle because they think like I mean the hook shot is like it's like kinda goofy, but it works for him. It's like he figured it out. And they're also always like he practices that. And we're, Exactly. Like, like, yeah, he-
0: like <laughs> people know. like talked about it a lot last year, how it was like a skill that he just decided to like pick up one day. And like that's like what I was talking about. Like just like his general like knowledge and like wanting to like improve his own game and like all this he just loves basketball, and I love that. Um, and you can definitely like see it in how he like carries himself and like carries the team. So like, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so the fourth player we're gonna discuss is not number four. It's number fifty five. Yep. Eli Brooks um last year if you listen to our podcast you know how Harley (laughs) felt about Eli Brooks but honestly it's kind of how a lot of people felt he was Mm -hmm. like I said that Xavier Simpson used to be a liability on offense Eli Brooks like really felt like a liability on both ends of the
0: court
1: mostly yeah mostly no on both ends of the court I can't say mostly which um he would he started for a little bit his freshman year right yes he had a few starts he's a junior now sophomore his sophomore year and most of his freshman year they just couldn't really figure out what to do with him and he would me go in either. as a sub sometimes and like it just kind of looked like like why is he still there why haven't we figured else uh, out who else can sub in because he just he wasn't he wasn't figuring it out it, uh, last year he shot so his his freshman year um he was uh 30.2%, sorry that took me a second to see. His shooting percentage was 30.2% in his sophomore year his shooting percentage was thirty seven point eight percent. So not great. Um and I guess he was a little bit stronger on defense, now that I say that, but he just he didn't feel strong, but I'm um, not to belabor that too long. He has been really, really good this year. And I think he has been the most surprising breakout star. He was our leading scorer for two games, which was probably the first time in his life I want to say once he hit like eight points it was a career high or something like that and now he has two like 20 plus point games I literally don't know what happened to him in the offseason but he got good out of nowhere he was not a player that anyone expected to blossom out of nowhere he was kind of people people had written off as like maybe he'll transfer like who knows what we're gonna do with him for when we had like five seconds where we thought we might dec- need to clear up a roster spot we're like Maybe Eli Brooks and Austin Davis can enter the transfer portal, but it's, like, he's good. Juwan Howard knows what to do with him. I don't know if this can be accredited to Juwan, but, like, Eli Brooks came out of nowhere this year, which is, it's just crazy, especially because he's a junior. It's not like he was a freshman who just needed time to, like, get his footing.
0: I think, like, um, for me, the most frustrating thing about Eli Brooks, like, his previous two seasons, um well like i'm not really like dog on him for like his freshman campaign because I, he didn't really like play a whole lot i mean yeah he had a few starts whatever um but like watching like cuz he's in the same like recruiting class as like jordan mm-hmm. jordan Poole and isaiah livers and watching those two um make the jump from their freshman year to their sophomore years i was just like what is eli brooks doing because especially a lot of people including like john Beeline and like everything in, like coverage was talking about how like Eli Brooks like at practice and like at like all the stuff that they do, like puts like a hundred and ten percent into like everything. And but like it never translated like to the court and it was just so annoying to me because everyone like talked about like how he was in practice and like I was like, why aren't we seeing this like when it matters to like in terms of like you know, the bigger, broader things. Like practice matters of course, because that's how you like implement to the court, but like the there was a huge mismatch there, and it was really frustrating and really annoying. And I don't know why people were like, oh, like just give him a chance. I'm like, nope, no, no, <laughs> no. You're not, you do not have time. But he, he has made the leap from his sophomore to junior year. I have noticed that. I give him credit for that. I really loved his performance against um, UNC um, this past um, Thursday. Like, he... Honestly, left me speechless and like baffled. He was player
1: of the game. Yeah, yeah. And then it the next game, nice. they're like, he was the unsung unsung hero of the UNC game. And he I was has like, become what do you mean? He a crucial
0: component to our offense. So if he's on, we're pretty lethal, honestly, especially from the arc.
1: You heard it from Harley. Yeah. Should I? I, do- I
0: still, I'm still iffy about it because I really want to see if it, like this is like emblematic of the entire season. It's still a little early, but. I'm willing to recognize and give credit when credit is due.
1: Look at you. That's character development. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Do you want to do Franz or do you want me to? You can do Franz because I okay. do two back to back. So Franz is Franz. 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 So Franz mm-hmm. Wagner. Um, You guys all remember Mo Wagner. He was kind of the superstar for Michigan for a couple of years there from Germany. Everyone
0: kind of loves Mo. If you I- love Michigan basketball, you probably love Mo.
1: Mo was like, probably has one of the biggest spots in the fans of, the hearts of Michigan basketball fans, like in probably in like history, like Trey Burke and Mo are probably like up there. Yeah. So um, Mo uh, got drafted by the Lakers and now he plays for the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franz is his younger brother who uh, is also from Berlin because they were brothers and Berlin they together. are brothers and they, <laughs> they still are. They have remained brothers. <laughs> um, Franz is allegedly, and I think we are seeing it so far that it is true. Better for his age than Mo was as a freshman. So Franz is 6'7, 190 pounds, freshman. Um, so basically Franz played for it's kind of confusing because I don't completely understand how basketball works in Germany in terms of like the leagues and everything. But he was playing on a dual contract with Alba Berlin and then this which is in the BBL, which is I think the German equivalent of the NBA, and then also on a team I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but basically it was he was playing on a professional team like he had a roster spot on a professional team but the way that like German basketball works like he wasn't getting paid yet so he didn't lose his eligibility to play in college in the U.S. but he had the option to sign a contract with them and um like get paid but he chose to come to Michigan instead. Juwan Howard said that in his opinion if Franz lived in the U.S. he would have been the equivalent of a five-star because he's that good. And that's kind of what people were saying, even though rivals in 24-7 had him at like a three or four-star. It's just because they weren't really able to rank him properly because he was an um, international player. And Xavier said that Franz is like Mo but plays defense, which was really, really exciting for Michigan fans to hear because we love Mo. We also would have loved Mo maybe even more if he had been a little bit stronger on the defensive end of the court. So it's really exciting. Franz was injured for the first few games of the season, and he came in for the tournament in Atlantis, and he looked strong. He looked raw. He looked like a freshman. Yeah. Um, but he looked like he had a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and which we're, we're just excited because it's Franz, and like we wanted him so badly, and now he's here, and it's just the most exciting thing in the world. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: Um and just like to tack onto that like um we're all like super excited to like see like where like Franz like and how Franz will develop um he uh you know think all of us all of us were probably in the same boat when it was announced that Franz would be starting for Iowa State um I mean we all knew that like if Franz wasn't injured he'd probably be starting but it was so nice to see that he could actually like play. And like Hannah said, it's still like coming off injury. There's still like things to be like tightened up, but that's just because he's like a baby. So he'll find his way. But he like carries himself and handles the ball really well. Um and he has like all of like Mo's like signature faces like I was on, just lock, say that. <laughs> on lock. I love seeing a Wagner jersey run up and down the court again, specifically in a Michigan um jersey. So I'm really excited. Um Franz has such a high ceiling, and yeah.
1: Do you think he and Mo look alike? No. I don't either. I don't. I Mo's didn't, more blonde. Well, yeah, but. And like, like their thicker. Faces. Yeah. yeah. But like, I didn't think they looked alike at all until I saw Franz on the court making those faces that Mo made. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, similar. they are so it's brothers. So weird. Like his, his like, what the heck face. <laughs> and then <laughs> I want to see his like, if he does the tongue sticking out celebration face that Mo always did. I'm so excited for Mo to start coming to games to watch his little baby brother. It's gonna be so fun. Okay, go ahead, take it away, Har Har. Um,
0: so we have a another freshman. Um, there's only two this year because of all the craziness. Um, his name is Cole Bajima. Um, he's we've seen him a few times. Doesn't have a whole lot of minutes because he's also a freshman. Um, new to the whole college ball thing and. Um, it's nice that he, that Franz decided to come and play, because there's two, and they can hang out and be best friends. Um, I, I think the potential for, like, Akul and Franz to be, like, the next duo that we have together is very high, um, because they like to hang out from what we've seen, but that's probably because, like, they live together. (laughs) Um, But sources tell us. Um, but yeah, I've. I, I really enjoy when he's, like, out there because you can tell he's, like, excited. And, like, the <laughs> fact that, like, he stayed um, committed to Michigan um, speaks a lot to, like, what he thinks about the program um, and our school. So, I respect that. Um, also, like, I can't wait to see, like, what more he has in store. Um, but, yeah, when he comes in, sometimes he scores. And it's really fun and exciting. And he's really excited about it. And so is Franz. And...
1: Okay, so next up is Colin Sidebanks Castleton. He is our sophomore he has Sidebangs. Um, he's getting a lot better at basketball. he has sidebangs.
0: I think views as a whole kind of enjoys like we're kind of a Colin Castleton like fan account.
1: Yeah okay, well here's the thing about Colin Castleton <laughs> is I, I don't know how else to put it he has Sidebangs. <laughs> He's just like he seems, just like a really nice dude. He's like very tall and skinny. He's he's shaped like um. Okay, this is like a I, is weird. I'm like I don't really know where you're going. With this. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say he's like if John a fettuccine, he's like angel hair pasta, <laughs> and um. It's kind of true. <laughs> he, like, allegedly added 25 pounds to his body. <laughs> like, that's what everyone keeps saying. They're like, yeah, Cotton Castleman's looking bigger with 25 pounds added to his frame. And I'm like, I don't know where you put the pounds. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I-, I don't see them anywhere. Um, But, like, I like how when he, like, has a good game, he, like, his side things, like, float through the wind. Um, But also, like, genuinely, he is looking a lot better this year. His I shooting think, has yeah. improved. Um, He could be a major contributor down the line. I think he just looks more mature, not like just like out there on the court. He looks like he knows what he's doing more. He's been getting a few more minutes. And I I think he had his career high in scoring one of the first games of the season, which it's in the double digits. I don't remember exactly what it is, Mm -hmm. but. He, he does have potential. He didn't get a lot of playing time his freshman year just because we weren't really emphasizing the freshman all that much, but I think he'll... Unless you were Ignis. Unless, yeah, unless you were Ignis Bresdikis. Bresdikis. I still say it wrong. Shoot, it's been, like, over a year. I, I suck.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, And the other thing about Colin is that, sources tell us he drinks juice with Brandon Johns Jr.
0: <laughs> um, my one thing to add about Colin is, like, um, he is basically the... Uh, future center for the program um he's like in the development to take over uh for John Teske when John Teske graduates so he's still I mean you can notice the like shift when like John Teske's out and Colin's in but like Colin usually goes in when John Teske is probably visually tired and visibly tired and um or in foul trouble um but he can hold his ground um pretty decently there's still like some things that are like um a little iffy but he is also a sophomore so like we got to give him credit where credit is due he has made um a tremendous amount of um improvement from his freshman campaign and i'm excited to see where he goes um because yeah he's our future big man so
1: he it, it's a lot it looks
0: pretty good which is what i'm saying yeah, yeah. it's a
1: really similar Don't situation to when Mo. We were like Mo was leaving and John Teske was his backup and we we're just yeah. like John Teske looks like a lost Jeep out there. Like he looks <laughs> so confused all the time. But then we realize it's just his face. <laughs> <He's fine>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so we also have okay, I'm really excited about um David DeJulius. His play thus far has been insane. Um he's basically um the like next Xavier Simpson for our team. Like he will probably be that like role for us. Um I really love his like excitement. Um, he always looks like he's really like having like the time of his life. He does. <laughs> he's so adorable. It's really fun to watch him play. Um, I've seen him hit some like real like nasty threes. Um, so that was like really fun this like past tournament. Um, and I just I don't know. I feel like comfortable with him. Um, it, it, it's kind of like the same role for like Colin. Like it's gonna be like weird. I mean, obviously like when. Um, it'll be, like, him leading the offense will be really weird and definitely different than, like, how Xavier does it, but he has made a tremendous amount of improvement from his freshman year, obviously, um, but, like, just that, like, short amount of time to, like, see, like, where he has gone, um, I don't know. I love it a lot. Yeah. I think David DeJules is probably, like, a solid,
1: like, second place for me. Um, He's kind of a classic, um... Like John Beeline chosen point guard, he's so good. Like the, I really he love he his chooses play. a like, specific just style of play for his point guards, and like David Jul- <laughs> the, David DeJulius <laughs> fits right in, so that will be exciting. Um, the next one we wanted to discuss is Adrian Nunez. um, Adrian probably got the least playing time out of the five freshmen last year, so we mm-hmm. haven't seen too much of him. But when Franz was injured, Adrian started, which was kind of crazy. No one really saw that coming. Like when they showed the starting lineup on Twitter, It was, like, the weirdest group of people, and I was like, this season's gonna be horrible. (laughs) I was like, what (laughs) the heck? If you had shown me this a year ago, I'd have been like, okay, I'm done with basketball. Um, But, I mean, Adrian seems really nice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him do too much on the court, so I can't really speak to that. Mm-hmm. So Harley and I were saying he's kind of mysterious. Like, he's like a little, like, seedling of a flower that you're waiting to blossom. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going to blossom into a beautiful flower, but you just don't know what kind of flower. Yes. Like, it could be, like, a lavender or it could be, like, a rose or, like, a tulip even. Um. So if you're, like, also waiting to blossom and your time just hasn't come yet and you're just waiting for, like, the sun, food, and water... In elements to help you blossom, um, Adrian might be a player for you, and you guys can blossom together, and then you'll make a beautiful bouquet together. Aw,
0: that's very <laughs> pretty. I won't yeah. follow up with anything because <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, so we also have, I think this is the final sophomore, um, and that's Brandon Johns Jr. Super adorable, loves to like hop up and down. Um, if you've ever noticed him on this side of the court, like his freshman year, and, like, he does it sometimes, like, this year, too, when he's, like, not on the actual, like, court, um, but he gets, like, super excited when, like, his teammates do well, and it's, his energy is so contagious. I love watching Brandon Johns Jr. specifically, um, when he's on the bench and things are going well on the court for us, um, (laughs)
1: Sorry, hands. I put Han's the like, of he or, like he like
0: kind of looms. I just feel like, like
1: he kind of looms because okay. he's like kind of tall, and I feel like he like <laughs> stands and like watches over everyone.
0: Um, he's from the Lansing area, so if you're one of those people that is from the Lansing area but chose to go to the superior school in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, that's what he did. So maybe you're a fan of that as well. Um, he went he, to East Lansing. Oh, were you gonna say that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Han. He went to East Lansing, <laughs> like high school. So, um. Yeah, um, uh, I think he, like, was a little lost and confused because they tried to, like, implement him at, um, the five, but, like, that's not really, like, his specialty, so I think, like, having, I think that probably put him back just, like, a little tiny bit, um, in terms of, like, play, but I'm really excited to, like, see, like, what he does, um, and, um, if he protects the ball a little bit more, but, that's, <laughs> um, that that's just, like, you know, he's, like, still young and, like, the other sophomores, um, like you've seen, like general improvements. He did have, um, some like nagging injuries that like followed him into this season. But I think like once like maybe he's at a hundred percent and like just like grows into his role, um, he'll be like a really crucial component to his team because he was like highly touted, um, out of high school, um, and just to and just the fact that like we got him out of Eastland, seeing, um, because I'm pretty sure like MSU was definitely like heavily recruiting him as well. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Brandon Johns Jr. has for us.
1: Sorry, if you can hear my dad, like, yelping in the background. Our podcast studio has been infiltrated. Uh, Okay, so next is Luke Kenny Wilson. If you've heard of Luke Wilson, uh, I don't know who that is because his name on Instagram is Luke Kenny Wilson, so that's what I think of him as. And Harley and I get really confused every time they, like, say Luke Wilson. We're like, wait, there's a Luke Wilson because we, like, exclusively think of him as Luke Kenny Wilson Mm -hmm. because, like... No offense, he Luke is. Kenny Wilson, but the only time we really see you is on John Tuskey's Instagram stories, so, Ooh. like, <laughs> that's how we know who you are. Um oh, wow. I mean, I mean, he's he's been on the court a little bit when they clear the bench at the end. Um, I, I like him from what I can tell. Uh, he's Noodle John's best friend, so, like, if your best friend's, like, really into basketball and then you're kind of, like, the, their pr- proud supporter, you can be, like, the Luke Kenny Wilson of the team, so maybe you can root for him.
0: Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> you you can do like the next three because I did not know. <laughs> okay, so wait, can... all the, yeah. Okay, so we've kind of gotten away from like the starting five and the like next few off the bench, and um, we're
1: on the scout team, <laughs>
0: so we're like on the like end of the bench here.
1: This is like garbage time clearing the bench. Okay, so the next one is Rico Ozuna uh, Harrison. Um, I just got this infor- <laughs> got this information <laughs> off of his MGO Blue page. <laughs> um well some of it is like presumptive. Um he wants to be a doctor. That was on his MGO Blue page. Um <laughs> don't say it. Okay. He, uh, he Don't he, say it. <laughs> he's an English major, as am I. <laughs> um that's all. <laughs> um, I don't really know how he plans on becoming a doctor through the English major. Maybe he's, like, taking his pre-med really classes pre-med on classes. the side. But then at that point, like, I, I strongly believe this. I don't know why because I'm, I'm not pre-med, so I shouldn't really have an opinion.
0: But I feel like if you're pre-med. I've you met know, that one before that's, like, an English major pre-med.
1: Yeah, but I just feel like you might as well double major because, like, the pre-med requirements are, like, 25 credits or something like at that point you might as well double major but like whatever we go like I'm sure you've spoken to your advisor about it <laughs> um, I can't remember who it was but one time I was in like the advising center and it was the day after one of the football players entered the transfer portal I can't remember who it was, but I saw him walk in, and he's like, I'm out of here. How do I get out of here? I don't remember who
0: it was, though. I was like, what did you say? I just blacked out. Okay, never mind. Maybe I just tuned you out because it was a dumb story. Yeah, okay. So, the next (laughs) up is
1: Austin Davis. He went to my friend Undy's high school. His name isn't actually Undy, but that's what we call him. Um, (laughs) And, like, they were best, best friends. Like, the first Michigan basketball game that Austin Davis ever went to was, like, with Undy for their little joint birthday party. And, um, so that's, like, Austin Davis his origin story. Um, he was a backup center for like four seconds last year, and then they made it Brandon Johns Jr. So, like, it, honestly, like, Colin, please like grow
0: up because like we need you to be the backup center. He did hold his ground um in the tournament. Um, I think it was against Iowa State. Wouldn't yeah. he get a lot of play time I think it was Iowa it State. It was Iowa State. It was pretty solid was, Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he probably had like career high. No,
1: I mean Austin Davis was competing against John Disky for the um starting like for that position for a second there and then he just kind of um like apparently yeah he just he wasn't like executing well in games I guess and like you could
0: see that clearly nagging injuries or something I don't think
1: there maybe I don't think there were any injuries I just think it it was one of those instances where like he had a lot of potential and it just wasn't coming through in game time and they just didn't have the like time to develop him you know like if there's someone else who's ready they're not just like we're gonna focus all our energy on Austin Davis um
0: uh, he held his ground this past tournament when he yeah. was in, so yeah.
1: He's I mean Shout down
0: to you, He was
1: like yeah, he's good. Um he just yeah, whatever, not gonna go on that too long. Um he uh is in some of Harley's
0: classes. Move side majors, yeah. The two of us are. <laughs> you just said that like Yoda. <laughs> hey, yes. Move Side Majors the two of us are <laughs> Okay,
1: the next is CJ Baird. One time he hit a three in the Sweet 16 against Texas A&M and became a legend. He likes the threes and so do we. That's a direct quote from Harley Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then the final one is Jaron Folds. He transferred from Columbia. <laughs> so, like, last year he had his red shirt year because he transferred. So NCAA. And if you were confused,
0: you were like, who's Jaron Folds? So are we. I just had a t-shirt
1: that had a picture of, like, the master yeah. on it. And we are like, who's that guy? And then we looked it up and it was Jaron Folds. And then, um... <laughs> A fun fact about him is that LeBron James is his favorite basketball player. So if LeBron James is your favorite player in the NBA, maybe Jaron Folds would be your favorite player on the Michigan basketball team. So exhale, that is your summary of the Michigan basketball roster. So hopefully by now you've picked a favorite player. If you haven't, then like go back. Go back and listen again. And then pick out a favorite player. <laughs> Alright, Harley, what's step two of becoming a hardcore Michigan basketball fan and dedicating your life to them?
0: Um, first, um, block all of the uh, football stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Maybe for at least 30 days. I've done that before multiple times. She has. Um, it's
1: hard recording fo- a podcast about it with her when she <laughs> has it all blocked.
0: Um, follow them on Instagram. Watch all your Insta stories. Watch them engage with each other on, on the comments when they post stuff. It's hilarious. It's amazing. Um and uh i don't think i don't think they tweet that much so like instagram is probably like the best way to go um in terms of like what they're up to and stuff so yeah i that was like free advertising for you Michigan basketball team players yeah. you're welcome um but I also like don't follow all y'all I'm pretty sure I just follow like Xavier. I don't, I don't follow
1: any of them cuz they're always just in my search suggestions.
0: <laughs> so like I, <laughs> or maybe I like just like on them that way. just like look them up that way. Um but yeah, um step 3, uh watch uh the video of Juan Howard dancing after we won the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Um mm-hmm. find your favorite player that you picked in step 1, watch them in this video and then you'll fall in love and then you watch it like 6 million more times and you like pick one player to look at per time and you'll have a great time and you'll only feel happiness and there's no such thing as sadness when you watch this video That is so true. We watched it multiple times this past Saturday like at the actual stadium and yeah. I think it softens some instances.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it made me it made me remember. There's more out there than exactly. getting my heart torn and shattered and yeah, stomped yeah, on. And- okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Only happiness and positive vibes, and we won the Battle for Atlantis tournament. And I think we haven't mentioned this before. My mention it right now because I just said it. But the previous two winners of the Battle for Atlantis tournament went on to win the national championship UVA last year and Villanova the year before, and. I don't know. Just Can saying. we repeat with this trend? Who is to say? Uh, but, yeah. Step four. Uh, vibe, a t- vibe a ticket to the next home game. Um, at this current moment, make plans to watch the Big Ten ACC Challenge because Michigan is playing Louisville in a rematch of the 2013 National Championship, even though we already did that in the tournament in the in 2018. Um, but just, like, keep that fact to yourself. Um <laughs> Michigan currently ranked number four, Louisville number one. It's going to be a really good game. It was really on the DL because people weren't expecting Michigan to like do that well at all, so they've been like heavily pressing the Ohio State-UNC matchup as well as Duke-MSU. Uh, but definitely pay attention to Michigan-Louisville. It's going to be insane, and like I, I think it'll be really good. I think it'll also be interesting to see how we are on the road against um, top-tier teams and... If we win, it's just going to make us look even better. So I can't wait. I'm really excited for it. Like,
1: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like,
0: I know, like, we have, like, a lot of, not like a lot of expectations, but like different expectations now because we beat number six UNC. Well, previously, number six UNC, previously, number eight Gonzaga. But I think, um, where was I going with this? Um, Not, like, putting, like, too, like, much emphasis on, like, how basketball will do. I think just, like, playing well, um, even against, like, the best teams in the country that are currently, like, what people think are the best teams in the country is, like, just, like, enough for me. I mean, it'll probably suck if we lose, but, like, in all honesty, like, um, I didn't expect to, like, start out this well. So, (laughs) I just to see that we can like hang with these kind of programs um is definitely like something you need to like keep in the back of your mind because come tournament time like like everyone's been talking about on a neutral floor we're insane. Um so like don't don't freak out if things like go awry in any capacity. Um but also step 5 um there's so much basketball which is like so nice because with football you have like six home games You have the other ones that are away that maybe you don't really care about because all you want to do is, like, tailgate before. Um, but basketball, there's so much, and they're also during, like, random days of the week. Sometimes they're on a Tuesday, sometimes they're on a Saturday. You will really just have to, like, plan around that, and I know it's, like, crazy time because it's, like, finals are coming up, um, but either make plans around that or have someone send you updates. I work, like, every Tuesday, so people always text me updates, and I appreciate that because I can't watch. Um... But yeah, you don't have to feel bad about missing any because there are so many. But make sure you get down to one or watch them.
1: They're so fun. They're
0: so fun, and they're shorter. Yeah. They're not as big of a time commitment, um, and it doesn't take up your whole day, and or ruin your whole day because you're like you have more time to get over it.
1: <laughs> uh, me. And if you can't wait to like go watch a game or watch a game live on TV, mm-hmm. um, I, we have a few games off the top of our heads that we really recommend looking up and rewatching if you just want to get into the basketball spirit. Um, so if you if you like stressful games, I personally don't, but there mm-hmm. are two historically chaotically stressful games that Michigan has played in. One is the um, Kansas game in 2013 in the oh, in March Madness to watch. with the Trey Burke shot at the end. Honestly, watch like the final minutes, and like you will not understand how we came yeah. back from that. It was and like one. a huge deficit. So like yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it, even though you probably already know what happens. And if you do look it up on YouTube, the score will be in the title, but yeah and then also of course the Houston game in 2018 with the famous Jordan Poole shot that was a horrible game I hated it some people point it to ugly. it as like their favorite game of the season and I'm like no we no. shouldn't have had to get to the point where Jordan Poole has to make a buzzer beater and then think for the rest of his career he's like infallible when it comes to threes Jordan Poole there. Um, but like I mean that's also a crazy game to watch just the like look on their faces after he hits that shot makes it all worth it but Harley and I personally preferred the Texas A&M game in 2018, which was also in the tournament, propelled them into the Sweet 16. No, it was It was the Sweet 16?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we played Florida State oh, next, and it was terrible. Yeah, Houston we propelled so us into the Sweet 16. so good against Texas A&M. I, I don't think we, like, missed.
1: No, our shot, that was the game where CJ Baird came beautiful. in and hit a three. Like, we, our shots were just falling. So if you want to watch a game where they just are on fire, that game was great. Um, I personally liked the game on February 27th, 2019. Don't remember who we were playing, but I remember it was my birthday and Colin Castleton scored 11 points, which was a career <laughs> high. And I just, I thought it was really cool because he's number 11. I'm sure we did. Okay. Um, uh, Michigan, playing Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament in 2018 was really fun. Don't watch anything from 2019. I mean, don't watch any Michigan State games from 2019, but 2018, watch the entire Big Ten tournament. It was adorable. Then, of course, 2017 was the plane crash boys when their plane crashed before the tournament and then they won the tournament. And, and they were 18. Yeah, they were the only eight seed ever to win the Big Ten tournament. That whole game was, that whole tournament was so cute. I was like DJ Wilson, Derek Walton Jr., Moe, Duncan Robinson. Like, it was just an adorable little squad of guys. So, definitely watch that. And Mar. Oh, and Mar. Um. Zach Irvin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you were wanna watch anything from last year's campaign, I recommend the UNC Villanova games. Um I don't really remember much else, but like those two were like pretty solid and gave us a lot of hope, especially because of the beatdown against Villanova, um, after losing to them in the national championship like Yeah six months before. Um
1: but yeah. Um and so, I think, do you want to choose, like, one question to discuss? Okay. Which one? Or we can do more. Um, maybe just, like, what our predictions are. Maybe, maybe these two. The last two. Okay. Okay, so, how, seeing the strong start to the season thus mm-hmm. far, how has that uh, shifted or not shifted your perspective of... Your predictions for the postseason or just your predictions for the regular season in general?
0: Um, So, I think I, like, mentioned it probably earlier. I think a lot of us, like, entered, um, like, after the, like, dust settled with everything going haywire at the end of um, the previous basketball season. um, That we just kind of, like, lowered expectations a little. Like, we're like, maybe we'll, like, be, like, mid-pack Big Ten. Um, and maybe beyond like, the cusp of, like, um, the national, uh, tournament and, like, maybe, like, mid-tier in the Big Ten tournament, but, like, things are looking a little bit more brighter. Um, I, I don't know if I've adjusted things quite yet because there's still, like, a lot of basketball to be played. I know we look really solid right now. Our resume is insane, um, but I just want to see, like, how things progress in that and like if this is like maintained or improved upon like there's a lot of things that we still like don't really like know about um but I really like the like reliance that like Juwan has on like Phil Martelli and like Saudi Washington like all his like entire staff like it's amazing to see like he's not afraid to ask for help he's not afraid to like what do I do here what do I do there like how do I improve this because you can see like how much like this job means to like Juwan and like how much like he cares about like the players and like the success because like he like he just has like all of this like life experience and like he has his like deep love for Michigan and like I think that will like do well in terms of like getting like recruits in and um just like in general like changing like the trajectory of our program like a, not like away from like John Beilein but it's like definitely different um. I'm interested to see like just like as a whole like where this like program goes, um. But postseason, uh, it's still like really early to tell. But like we are probably one of the strongest teams, um, out there right now. Um, and I would like to see us improve upon that. And like definitely like it's really comforting to see like when we're like oh like when both teams are away from home like we're the dominant team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I am having so much fun right now. I could not be happier with what Juwan Howard's doing. I think, I mean, there's just, we had every reason to be concerned. Like, he hadn't, didn't have any head coaching experience. We didn't know what he would do. And just, I mean, so far, like, it's too soon to tell on a lot of things, but his attitude seems great. Like, his report with the players seems great. His report with his assistants seems great. So that's all encouraging. I'm not buying any stock in Michigan quite yet. I hate to be like the downer, but I just think it's too soon for like mm-hmm. for any of this to really mean anything. Like Michigan had the best start they had had in um, Michigan basketball history last year. They won seventeen straight games, which they would never done before in the season. Still, I mean, it was a good season, but we lost Michigan State three times and made it to like the Sweet Sixteen, which was not our deepest run ever. So, I mean, I'm but I'm maintain just maintain that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just loving where we're at. Like, I don't think there's. I'm not going to claim, like, I don't think my prediction has changed that, like, I think we're aiming to make the NCAA tournament. Or, like, that's still, like, my hope for the season is let's make the tournament. I'm not, like, adjusting that quite yet. Uh, I'll wait till, like, early February to adjust that. <laughs> but
0: right now, I don't think, even though I it's, think the expectation is still that. Yeah. Like, to make the tournament. I don't know, like, how far we'll go.
1: Yeah. I'm Yeah, I'm just not, like, I'm not ready to say, like, oh, we beat, like, the best teams in the country so we're gonna be like a one or two seed right now in the like mock tournaments uh brackets we are listed as a one seed which I guess makes sense because we're ranked four and other other polls had us at like one or two so like that but those I just don't there's not enough information yet for us to really like buy into this team quite yet but like have fun with where we are like that's great. I just, I'm not adjusting any of my predictions quite yet. (laughs) And then the next question Harley came up with is, um, you can go ahead and say it.
0: Um, so I've been talking, like, with a lot of other people about it, but, like, I, like, the past, like, three, four weeks, we've been, like, asking, like, why aren't we ranked? Like, why aren't we ranked? Um, and that's just kind of been, like, the MO of, of, like, people, like, not really, like, Paying attention or giving us credit where credit is definitely due, um because I think like a lot, a lot of people like it was confusing to me like why we were unranked after like making the Sweet Sixteen, but it also made sense because everyone's like you lost all your leading scores, you lost your shooters, you lost John Beeline. Like how can you like possibly like think you could be ranked? And I was like we maintained a lot of like our other like. like literally everything else but like they have done like exponentially like better and like even after like the first like few games i'm like i don't know why we haven't like at least cracked the top 25 like that's just baffling to me um but michigan just like never seems to have that like flashy like name around it so um but like that's like kind of like where we thrive like as a program as a team um just like being like unrecognized and being the underdog and being like that kind of program. Um and you can totally tell that, like we won the tournament. Um, we made it all the way to the national championship is like what, were you four, five, four, I can't remember. I don't remember either. Four so or, long or five ago. around there. So long ago. Um I don't know. Like is this going to, like, change anything? Or, like, the expectation is going to be mm-hmm. too, like, high on our team? Like, do we expect more from them now? Is that going to be too much? Um, Just, like, those kind of things.
1: I don't think they care about the rankings as much as we do, to be completely honest. But I will say we were – I believe we were ranked number one in the way-too-early top 25 before um, Charles Iggy and Jordan declared for the draft and before John Beeline left. So it's not like we're completely overlooked all the time, but – To equate it to a couple different things, like, if you think about... Like, we just play better with a chip on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Michigan State football, even though, like, I hate that analogy. But especially when they were, like, a little bit better than they've been the past couple of years, they always played like they had something to prove because they always had that inferiority complex where, like, Michigan always acts like they're so better than us at football, but, like, we're good at football. Like, you know, when they're, like, and D'Antonio's, like, whining about it. Like, we don't get any respect. Like, they played better like that, and I do think Michigan has some elements of it. But I also think they just, like, want respect because... Mm-hmm like again to equate it back to football you look at those big name programs like how Bama was has been ranked so high in the CFP like they won't be this week but um and it they haven't beaten anybody and they're like the best thing on their resume is losing to LSU and like Clemson hasn't beaten anybody and you look at it and you're like in all honesty like they're uh, like Minnesota when Minnesota was undefeated like their resume was just as strong as any Clemson like it's just one of those things where, like, I know the only reason these teams are being ranked higher than us is just because of the name of their program. So it's kind of frustrating not to get that respect because there's nothing you can do to, like, make your program have a bigger name. But honestly, I don't think there's any reason for anyone at the University of Michigan ever to, like, complain about not getting recognition. Like, I think, I don't know, I think we're ranked where we deserve this week and we
0: were ranked where we deserve before when we were unranked. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, yeah I, it'll be interesting to see how they carry this forward um i didn't expect to be like top five i was kind of like hoping for like a seven because there's still like kind of like room for improvement you know mm-hmm. um yeah
1: nothing to prove at this point except for so much to prove
0: i mean there's still like plenty that we have to do like all about the resume builder um but we look really solid and i think like eventually like people will start to like take us seriously because we are a basketball school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's a lot to look forward to with this team. Um, a lot more than like everyone like nationwide thought there would be. Um, and I think like that narrative will continue. Um, and I really hope that Michigan basketball continues to uh, surprise us. Um, are we doing our, like,
1: post-breakup, like, revenge um team, like, to make John Beeline jealous? Like, to make John Beeline want us back?
0: I think we're just, like, be like, remember the good times.
1: Okay, okay, sounds good.
0: And then we take the next step.
1: Okay, I love that, Harley. All right. All right, uh, go basketball. And go Yeah.
0: Yeah.